This is the Master Brewers Podcast, brought to you by the Master Brewers Association of the Americas, a volunteer organization dedicated to continually improving the products and processes of our membership since 1887. Master Brewers brings you interviews with the industry's best and brightest in brewing science, technology, and operations. This Master Brewers podcast is proudly sponsored by Hopsteiner, a global leader in the hop industry focused on quality, sustainability, and innovation in new hop varieties and hop products. Contact our brewery sales team to provide you with the hop-related tools you need to craft your next great beer. For more information, visit hopsteiner.com. Additional support provided by... Get to know Proximity Malt. We malt superior, European-style, low-protein varieties grown close to home in Delaware and Colorado. Domestically grown, precisely malted to style. With our team of seasoned experts and two brand-new malt houses, try what's really new in malt. Check us out at www.proximitymalt.com. So far, uh, there is no instrumental method existing that really is suitable to replace sensory analysis if you talk about the description of hop flavors in raw hops as well as in hoppy beers. To have a common language if you talk about hop flavors really helps to talk about consistency in hoppy beers, to compare hoppy beers and to describe the flavor and aroma of raw hops. This week on the show, George Drexler joins us to talk about an effort supported by a professional perfumer to establish a universal sensory language for hops. This episode originally aired in May of 2017. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode that you won't want to miss. Now, George, you took on the very interesting challenge of developing a uniform hop sensory language with the goal of improving the way that we all describe the flavor of both hops and beer. So what motivated you to open this can of worms? So first, uh, please let me say that uh, it wasn't only me, it was a whole team at our company and uh, also some external support we had. Um, The final or the target we had was to establish something new um, because we noticed that the usage of hops changed tremendously in the last few years uh, and this led us to the um, decision that we thought it's necessary to have a different approach to talk about the flavor of hops in the raw hops and in the final product in beer. So um, maybe you have seen some spider graphs from the past where hop flavor was described It was more like having five descriptors, sometimes four, sometimes six or seven. Uh, But most of them were quite easy to understand, like five descriptors having fruity, flowery, citrusy, herbal or hoppy descriptors. And this was okay for traditional hop varieties, but maybe not specific enough to describe the hop aroma and flavor of these new tasty varieties like we have now a Simcoe, a Citra, Mosaic, a Galaxy, Nelson, Savoir and so on. So with all these new varieties, 
it's necessary to have a more detailed description. Very good, and they are tasty indeed. Okay, before we get into your work, there's something else I've got to ask. A, a few weeks ago, I posted your technical quarterly arti- article to community.mbaa.com, and I received a response from a respected industry veteran who wrote, quote, John, thanks for posting the notice about the new article on hops. It looks most interesting. In your description, you stated that hops are the soul of beer, yet not easy to characterize in terms of flavor expression. I do not want to sound critical, but I but do want to point out that typically hops are considered to be the spice of beer, while barley is its soul, end quote. George, the description he referred to is the abstract of your paper, so I responded that I've noticed others, most notably Jim Cook and Sam Adams commercials, refer to hops as the soul of beer, that I've always wondered why that was, and that I'd be sure to ask you about this. So where does this expression come from, and which is correct? <laughs> That's an interesting question, and probably it depends very much on whom you ask. If you ask a mall supplier, probably uh, you will get a different answer to this. Um, and I think the answer um, depends a little bit on the beer you look at. If you look at a, a wheat beer, maybe hops is not really the soul of a wheat beer. But if you talk about more hoppy beers like uh, the very popular pale ales, IPAs, uh, stout beers, and so on. Um, here, maybe hops is even more important than um, malt or barley or any other um, adjunct used for this beer. So um, hops is getting more important in this new popular beer styles. Uh, and I think this justifies to call it at least in general as the soul of the beer. Great answer. I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, your your article referenced another study of yours that demonstrated how only a few days of variation in time of harvest can cause significant differences in hop aroma and taste in, in dry hop lager. Could you take a minute to summarize that study and let listeners know where they can read more about that? Yeah, of course. Um, this was uh, my diploma thesis, and it was a cooperation of the Bartas Group together with Sam Adams, the Boston Beer Company. And this was done approximately eight, nine years ago. We looked at different harvest dates for the variety Halata Middlefree, and it turned out to be very important to choose the right date for harvest of this variety. Um, the summary is the later hops are harvested, the more character they show. Um, it mustn't be too late because then it might turn into onion-like, maybe even burnt-like aromas. But you will get, of course, more of these interesting spicy, fruity, floral aromas if you harvest the hops a little bit later. Um, a summary of this article or thesis can also be obtained by MBAA. This was also published in the Technical Quarterly. Great. And listeners uh, can type harvest date into the search bar at mbaa.com to read that article. George, I've, I've seen a lot of young brewers caught off guard when they experience substantial variations within a specific hop variety. You've just told us about the significant impact that harvest time can have on flavor and aroma. How about briefly covering how other conditions related to things like terroir, processing, and storage can contribute to variations in hop flavor and aroma? 
This was actually another um, result of the study done with Boston Beer Company that we also found that only um, slight or let's say it like this in the Halatau, all the hops we harvested for this project were grown in the Halatau, but even within the Halatau, we noticed considerable aroma differences in all these different hop lots. So this gave us also the information that not only the hop harvest state, but also the um, growing area or a specific part of a growing area might significantly influence the hop aroma and flavor. For some of these farms, it was only a few kilometers away. So the microclimate plays a big role. Um, this means um, the weather conditions during vegetation period, like sunshine duration, the rainfall, precipitation, the condition of soil, fertilizing, um, pesticides used during hop growing. So all these are quite important parameters, uh, but of course followed by the techniques of harvest um, done by the hop farmer. Drying and conditioning of the raw hops is very important. You really can um, do lot of bad things to your raw hops if you apply wrong temperature for example during drying of your hops and conditioning finally um, important parameters like storage of the hops um, low temperatures like zero to five degrees is quite important for the storage of raw hops coming up to find all the specific attributes we evaluated more or less 150 different hop varieties as raw hops and we made also a cold infusion. I'm John Bryce and you're listening to the Master Brewers Podcast from the Master Brewers Association of the Americas. Support for this podcast is brought to you by ABS Commercial is a full-service brewery and parts outfitter. From our Raleigh headquarters to our Denver office, we proudly offer brew houses and fermenters from three barrels and up, yeast brinks, boilers, kegs, chillers, tri-clamp, and other stainless parts, all with the quickest delivery and lead times in the industry. Learn more at abs-commercial.com or call 877-BREW-ABS. ABS Commercial. We are brewers. Additional support provided by Bring the world to your brew house with BSG's diverse selection of ingredients and services. Our dedicated customer service team and industry experience provides you with the assistance you need every step of the way. Make BSG your supplier of choice with products essential to making great artisanal beverages so you can stay focused on your craft. Visit us at bsgcraftbrewing.com or contact us at 1-800-374-2739. Here's what's coming up on the Master Brewers calendar. Don't miss the next Master Brewers webinar, How to Establish Rules for Confined Spaces in a Brewery, on November 20th. District Ontario meets November 20th. District Milwaukee meets at Milwaukee Brewing Company November 21st. District St. Louis meets November 21st. District Northern California meets at Sudwork Brewing in Davis November 21st. District Midwest meets at Great Lakes Brewing November 23rd. District Eastern Canada meets in Montreal November 28th, and the District St. Louis Annual Holiday Party is December 6th. Check out the full calendar of events at mbaa.com for more details or to find a district meeting near you. 
now back to the show. Okay, George, your article mentions that the quest to settle on flavor and aroma categories or a sensory language has lots of challenges and is actually centuries old. As you set out to do this for hops, you solicited the help of a professional perfumer. That sounds like a very interesting approach. Why don't you tell us more about that? Yes, um, the guy we asked to support us in this study was Frank Rüttler, uh, a professional perfum perfumer from uh, Germany. Um, and he uses for his daily work uh, 16 categories. He gave us a lot of support. He also trained us in all these 16 categories using either the um, pure aromas or flavors available for these categories or we also used some hop varieties for the first training for the workshop and he really told us how to describe flavors and aromas one big issue is that if you if you're sitting in front of a raw hop sample uh, you taste your smell uh, and you recognize something but you can't really recall what is it i can't give it a name and this was quite a big support we got from him during this training um, to really be able to describe what we have in our nose so so you took uh, the perfumer's standard 16 categories and and reworked that down to a dozen main descriptors that made sense for hops then you identified more specific attributes under each of those 12 categories how did you go about doing this and how difficult was it to get to a point where you felt that the classification was comprehensive? Um, as you said, the base was the 16 categories of this perfumer uh, and this also comprised some categories like Ozonic or Chypre. Um, for a perfumer, very important categories maybe not so important if we talk about hop flavors. So we tried to um, nail this down to 12 categories. And here it was important to fix on very important categories where we also can find the detailed attributes for each of these categories. So um, we have, for example, one category that is called floral. Um, floral is quite a huge category. There's a lot of flowers out there and a lot of flavors you can find in hops or in hop flavors in, in beers that are really strongly hopped. So there is, for example, a rose, geranium, jasmine, chamomile blossom, elderflower, all these floral attributes belong to the main category floral and we did this for 12 other categories um, the categories are floral citrus different fruits cream caramel woody aromatic menthol herbal spicy green grassy vegetal to find all the specific attributes we evaluated more or less 150 different hop varieties as raw hops and we made also a cold infusion this means we put some raw hops or milled hops into cold water um, to see the effect maybe similar to dry hopping it's of course a different base but uh, to get a first impression what happens if the hops are solved in uh, liquid 
And in these spe specific attributes, we only uh, took parameters or attributes that are really or that we really found in single hop varieties. So it might sound a bit strange if you find something like toffee or resin or balm or wine yeast in hop aroma and flavor. But these are really attributes that we found in hops and we tried to categorize categorize these and yeah actually the final result was to go with 12 instead of 16 categories that the perfumer used that was george drexler here on the master brewers podcast if you want to read more about this project check the show notes for a link to the article or just type language of hops into the industry's best search bar at mbaa.com have you visited the new Master Brewers podcast website? You'll find guest profiles, where the music on the show comes from, and more, all at masterbrewerspodcast.com. Are you enjoying the Master Brewers podcast? Let me tell you about a simple way you can help us keep making more. Take a minute to thank our sponsors. There's no way we could produce this show without generous support from sponsors like Hopsteiner, ABS, Proximity Mole, and BSG. So please, let them know you heard their message on the Master Brewers podcast and that you appreciate their support.